Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished professional from Houston, Texas, USA, Mr. Eddie Turner. Eddie, welcome to the show. Ashutosh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Eddie is a leadership consultant. He's the principal consultant and executive coach at Linkage Inc. He's been ranked number nine on the top 30 list of the motivational speakers by Global Gurus. And he's an author and a podcast host. So we're going to speak about his book and his podcast a little later. So Eddie, before we get into leadership and coaching, tell me a little bit about your own journey. Well, I started off my career as an IT professional, and I still say to this day, I'm an IT geek at heart. Mm -hmm. And later on, I transitioned into the talent development world, learning and talent development world, mm -hmm. and that landed me where I am today, where I work as an executive coach. Wow. Uh, I say leadership development. Mm -hmm. So be it as an executive coach, working with leaders one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. be it a keynote speaker, as you mentioned, and I'm listed yeah. as one of the top motivational speakers by mm -hmm. Global Gurus, mm -hmm. uh, by giving a keynote to larger audiences mm -hmm. or by facilitating learning delivery, delivering learning programs, leadership development programs for uh, small groups and corporations. Amazing. Amazing. So let's talk about leadership consultant. Uh, your role as a leadership consultant. What is the kind of work you do with leaders? I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Mm -hmm. And uh, that means that I work with them, as I said, one-on-one -on -one as their executive coach, taking okay. them into that sacred space, I call it, where things unfold that wouldn't unfold anyplace else. Mm. Uh, because senior leaders always need someone to confide in. Mm. They can't necessarily talk to their leadership team Right. They're supposed to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. So providing that unique sacred space for them to have conversations, to collaborate on ideas or just to be that Saudi board, but mm -hmm. being their executive coach. And in some cases, uh, it may mean bringing the university to them, if mm -hmm. you will, mm -hmm. uh, and giving them that space to maybe do uh, growth and development, preferably self-guided, self-directed with me just being a guide on the side, mm -hmm. but in some cases, really helping them to develop new competency and capacity mm -hmm. to lead. Amazing. Great response. Thank you. So my next question to you is, what makes a good leader? And are leaders born or are they trained? <laughs> well, that is the age-old question. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think it's a little, I think that the best leaders, mm. you know, it's, it's leadership uh, is someone in the eye of the beholder, mm. you know, and in, uh, in the famous 1960 U.S. Supreme Court case mm. involving pornography, uh, Judge Justice Souter said, I may not be able to quite define it, mm -hmm. but I know it when I see it. Amazing. And I think that's what it is when it comes to leadership. Mm. You know, some people may say, well, I don't know really how to define what it means to be a leader. Mm. You know, there's a there's a lot of definitions out here, but I know it when I see it. Well said. Well when we said. see great leadership, it's a thing of beauty. It needs mm. no explanation. Correct. And the opposite is true as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well said. Right. 
So yeah, lots of great definitions out there. Um, and, and certainly there are a few that I use in my work in leadership development. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I think I'd like to simply say we know it when we see it. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the coaching that you do, uh, Eddie. Uh, given your own background and given the amount of work that you are doing with different kinds of leaders, tell me, how has your background shaped your coaching philosophy, some of your values and uh, your style? Well, all of our personal narratives affect how we show up mm-hmm. as uh, employees, mm-hmm. as leaders. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, uh, obviously, it's no different. I think for me, I pull from my background uh, in a vast number of ways mm-hmm. when I'm sitting in front of leaders, working as their executive coach, working as their facilitator, working mm-hmm. as their speaker. Mm-hmm. And part of that is my academic background. Mm-hmm. Part of that is my upbringing by my parents. Mm-hmm. Part of it may be from my religious community. Mm-hmm. But every aspect of me, I try to bring in harmony so that I'm unfolding in front of my client precisely what they need in that moment. Mm-hmm. Well said. The other question that I wanted to ask you is, you know, I'm from the boomers generation. And I remember, you know, when I was in the in the early 80s, Coaching or mentoring was done either by a family elder or by someone senior in your company who took a liking for you. What has changed in the last three or four decades that coaching has become a profession and people are willing to pay for it? Well, to your point about mentoring, that still happens. There's Mm -hmm. no question about it. But coaching has become its own profession correct in large part due to the work the efforts of the international coaching federation icf mm-hmm. and other organizations i mentioned icf because it's the largest but mm-hmm. there's the european mentoring and coaching council emcc mm-hmm. uh, the international coaching community lots of other organizations mm-hmm. out there but head and shoulders the most widely recognized and the largest is icf mm-hmm. what icf did is they took a a profession that many had maybe frowned on. Mm. I remember when I told my HR leader that I wanted to invest in becoming a coach. Mm. He's the senior VP of HR. Mm-hmm. His response to me was, why would you want to do that? Mm. Coaches are just a bunch of unemployed HR people running around. Wow. That's what he felt at his high level in the organization. Mm. And so what ICF did is they took this profession that some had opinions about for various reasons Mm -hmm. and they heightened it Mm -hmm. they've made an esteemed profession Mm -hmm. how did they do that number one by establishing a bulletproof code of ethics Mm -hmm. and that code of ethics that guides coaches Mm -hmm. is the is the foundation how we will operate as a coach Mm -hmm. next what they did is they built competencies Mm -hmm. specific competencies so while it literally is true that anybody can call themselves a coach Mm -hmm. if you're going to be an icf coach that means something. Correct. That means you've met a series of uh, proven, mm-hmm. observable mm-hmm. Uh, behaviors, mm-hmm. skills, mm-hmm. as measured by an exam, a written exam, and mm-hmm. also as measured by a performance exam. Mm-hmm. And so that has gone a long way from taking it from this profession that's looked down on mm-hmm. to one that's esteemed. Mm-hmm. In fact, people act, often brag about meeting with their coach. It's mm-hmm. something they're proud of mm-hmm. because it's no longer just something you got because... Uh, hey, this is the last step before firing you. No, people understand now you use coaches to develop people, your top performers. Mm-hmm. You don't just use it for someone who may not be a good performer. 
So it's an esteemed profession now. And people at the highest levels of organizations use coaches because mm. of the value that coaching has proven to, to deliver. Well said. The other question that is often asked is that what stage of one's career should one get a coach? <laughs> I look. I like in the words of John Doerr. Mm. John Doerr, who uh, is a billionaire uh, investor known in Silicon Valley for producing some of the, the top mm. companies in the world. Mm. He says everyone should have a coach. Mm-hmm. Now, he's applied that to himself and all the CEOs that he works with. That's mm-hmm. why the famous clip of Google's CEO saying everyone should have a coach mm-hmm. comes from John Doerr. Mm-hmm. But John Doerr said that to not just the top CEOs. Mm-hmm. John Doerr put his money where his mouth is. He graduated from Rice University, he and his wife. And what they did is they donated $50 million Mm -hmm. to turn every student at Rice into a leader. He said, Mm. these are smart people, but they don't have leadership capacity. Mm. So he, so from 18 years old, these students were 18 years old on up, they all get access to a professional level coach. Mm. And I've had a great privilege of participating in that program for about four years. Mm. So I fundamentally believe not just in theory, but through application, what I've seen coaching do to people as young as 18 and higher, that mm. everyone can benefit from having a coach. Fabulous. The other question that I wanted to ask you was that, you know, now with so many young leaders coming into large corporations, millennials, the Gen Zs, uh, they come in with a very, very different mindset as compared to the older leaders in organizations. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, what are some of the areas the younger leaders need to be coached in? It's interesting you ask that because I did a uh, presentation for ICF a couple of years ago at their conference mm-hmm. uh, about uh, multi-generational coaching mm-hmm. and where I looked at the different uh, generations, as you've mentioned there, that you're a boomer. We're talking mm-hmm. about generation, the millennials and now generation Z entering the workforce. Mm-hmm. And fundamentally, there are different expectations. Hmm. You know, from one generation, leadership meant something different. You asked me about Correct. that definition earlier, Correct. right? Correct. And for the younger generation, it means something very different. Hmm. What it means to be a hard worker hmm. means something different, right? In the old days, hey, I want it's FaceTime. Hmm. I want to see you in the office. I want to see that car in the parking lot early in the morning and late at night. That means you worked hard. Now, hmm. FaceTime is simply a fun app on social media, right? Correct. No, Correct. we don't think you have to be seen to be hmm. a hard worker in the, in, the, in the millennial generation, in the yep. Z generation. Hmm. We think it's about effort. And we have different ways of measuring that using hmm. technologies. Hmm. And so it, it is uh, coaching around uh, the, the new way of working. You know, what is the acceptable way of work? How do you develop? And especially mm. now, post-COVID, mm. where a lot of people aren't ever going to go back to an office full-time. Mm. And so in the old days, as you mentioned, mentoring, it happened because someone groomed you and worked with you and at work when they saw you. Well, now when people are working remote, it's a little harder to get that. Mm. It's a little harder to get that ability to develop and for people to see what you need. And so all of these have created new opportunities for coaching new leaders in an organization, mm. be it in the, in the style of work, in terms of physical presence versus virtual presence, mm-hmm. be it in the expectations of what it means to lead in the 21st mm. century, mm. or simply what it means to grow and develop your career mm. in this new world of work. Interesting. Great response. The next question is that, you know, very often coaches have asked me, how do I evaluate my coach? How do I know that I have a good coach? What are your <laughs> thoughts? 
How do you know you have a good coach? Well, uh, there's a lot of ways of evaluating coaches. Mm-hmm. One, I, I go back to what I said earlier, start with uh, credentialing. Mm-hmm. Uh, much with anything that we might look, if it be that we need service uh, on our vehicle, service on our home, whatever it may be, we're mm-hmm. often looking for someone that holds a credential. Mm-hmm. Hey, is this a certified mechanic? Is this a certified uh, air conditioning repair facility? Whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So with coaching, we have credentials and there are different levels of credentialing. So in the ICF, just the fact that they created credentialing was one step. Mm-hmm. And initially they only had one credential, master certified coach, MCC. Correct. But then they started to create different tiers. Mm-hmm. And so the entry level tier is the associate certified coach, ACC credential, mm-hmm. middle tier is PCC, professional certified coach, and that top tier still exists. Mm-hmm. So credentialing is one way of evaluating. Mm-hmm. But another way of evaluating is simply experience. Mm-hmm. Just because a coach has a credential may not mean that they're the right coach for you. Do they have experience in the area that you want to be coached in? Mm-hmm. Now, a coach doesn't necessarily have to have the exact same experience. Mm-hmm. I, for example, have never been a CEO, mm-hmm. but I coach CEOs, right? Mm-hmm. So does that person have credentials, experience in industry? Mm-hmm. Does that person have experience in academia or in life that will be able to translate to them being able to, to work with leaders? Mm-hmm. And I often say I'm an expert in the process, mm-hmm. not the content. Mm-hmm. And so do I? Does a, does, a, does your coach understand coaching? And the processes of coaching to where they can transform to any level in any industry, any organization. Mm, Wonderful. One more question on coaching and then we'll move to your book. Uh, You live in a a very, very diverse, multicultural country. My question is, how does culture impact coaching? How does Culture impact coaching. That's a really good question. I think that when I, let me let me explain. When I when I talk culture, I'm saying that there are certain sets of cultures where they say I can't speak about my work. Some people say I can't seek external help. On the other hand, some people say I must have a coach because he or she will be able to guide me. I'm sure you come okay, across you. people who, who 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 turn around and say, "Listen, why do I need to uh, uh, talk about what I'm doing?" Thank you for that clarification. Because I was I was as I was thinking about your question, I was about to answer it from a different perspective, mm-hmm. and that being from the perspective where I've seen uh, certain cultures not as willing to accept coaching, mm-hmm. and then there are others who are very open to coaching. Is, is where I was going with that. Correct. But to your point, can, what can I talk about? What I what can't I talk about? That may be true mm-hmm. in certain areas, right? Uh, but then in other areas, it's not. Mm-hmm. I, I will never forget it. And one of my uh, clients said to me, she says, Eddie, I'm going to tell you things I can't tell my husband. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is a very senior leader. So at times, it's people talking about things they cannot talk about. Ooh, excuse me. They cannot talk about in any other context other mm. than with their coach. Mm. In some cases, it is maybe that a, a CEO can't talk about the company's books mm. with their coach, mm. but can they? you be that sounding board that gives them a way of bouncing ideas off mm. so that they can properly then go back and address their books, mm. right? Uh, I go back to what I said earlier. I'm an expert in the process, not the mm. content. Right. I don't have to be the uh, expert 
MBA student who can sort the old, those details out for the CEO. That's not my role. Okay. My role is to be able to be their thinking partner. Mm. Well said. So let me now move to your book. Tell me about your book. Uh, what is the title and uh, what was the hypothesis? Ah, sure. Always happy to talk about my book. <laughs> Absolutely. And show us my book. Yes, 140 Simple Messages to Guide Emerging Leaders. This book really should have just simply been called what, uh, Emerging Leaders. Mm-hmm. But the 140 came up because at the time, I had been writing for Forbes and answering the Q&A uh, section. Mm-hmm. And I had done, I don't know, 40 or so of those articles. And I saw the power of 400 characters or less mm-hmm. is what they limited us to. And those responses were read by 60, 70, 80,000 people. Mm. And so I said, I saw the power in short, succinct messages and what they do for people. Mm-hmm. So in my coaching, in my speeches, I'm always quoting people who impacted me. Mm. So I wanted to make a just a, sh- a short, quick read of mm. here are the things I, I quote a lot. A lot of my mm-hmm. phrases and things, because he's impacted me, I think they'll impact others. And mm. so- uh, this book is written in stages from early leadership to later in a person's career. Mm-hmm. Here are ideas that you may find helpful. And mm-hmm. so what people have, have done is they take some of the quotes and then they will just, yeah. they make notes next to them. Yeah. 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 Okay. And is this book available uh, in uh, on Amazon and other places? Yes. Uh, right now, this is the hardcover, uh, hardcover, paperback, uh, uh, Kindle, Audible. So there's an audio version anywhere Audible books are sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously Amazon, but any any place you see Audible mm-hmm. books, uh, not just Am- uh, sorry, not just Audible on Amazon, mm-hmm. but Amazon's music service. Uh, it's it's available on uh, anywhere anywhere you go. So five different formats. Wonderful. Uh, I have time for two more questions, Eddie. My next question is on your podcast. You know, and I'd love to understand a little more about the podcast that you do. Mm-hmm. So the Keep Leading podcast, Mm -hmm. Keep Leading is uh, uh, because leadership matters to me. And my fundamental belief is Mm -hmm. you don't become a leader and stop. Mm -hmm. It's not a graduation. You must keep leading. It's an Mm -hmm. active exercise. And so that's Mm -hmm. why I named the podcast Keep Leading. Mm -hmm. And I ran that podcast until December 2021. So two Mm -hmm. and a half years, Mm -hmm. produced 135 or so episodes. Wow. Uh, I interviewed some of the top leaders around the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I took the role I have now at Linkage Inc. last year, I ended the the show. But the interesting thing is, I still quote those episodes in coaching engagements and speeches because I interviewed some of the top thought leaders and my little 67 clips I use, it's gold. Mm. And it's still meaningful content. Mm. And very interesting, just the other day, uh, uh, Spotify sent me a notification that uh, it's uh, they showed me the, the episode that had been the top one for the year. Mm-hmm. And they showed me the top nine countries that's been listened to. Mm-hmm. And that was of interest to me because I'm not producing any new episodes. Mm-hmm. So it shows the value that the show has, that people are still downloading Absolutely. it, still listening to the episodes mm-hmm. around the world. Fantastic. And my last question to you, and this is, Eddie, for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your own amazing journey and the amount of work that you are doing with so many leaders as a coach, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from our conversation? Number one, I'd say get a coach. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> get a coach. Yeah. Keep leading. Mm. Keep growing. Um, and I say keep growing is because, mm. again, in order to lead, you must continue to grow. 
Hmm. And uh, because leadership is, uh, you can't be stagnant. And so if you're going to continue to lead, you must continue to grow. Hmm. Well said. And on that note, and your wonderful three lessons, get a coach, keep leading and keep growing. Thank you, Eddie, for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your own journey, about uh, so much that you have done in, in, the, in, the, in the area of leadership, about all the work that you have been doing as a coach. Uh, it's been a fabulous conversation. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you for having me, Ashutosh, and I invite folks to visit me at LinkageInc.com to learn more about the work that we're doing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.